0: Yeah, I will start recording now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we wanted to start it. No, no we talking about stuff. Did are you
1: excited about anything that's been announced or that's going to be announced? I, it's it's it we're feels kind of like doing a bit of a time yeah. travel. This episode will be announced yeah. when everyone uh, will be released when everyone already knows what's happening. But based on rumors, is there anything you're you're looking forward to for the Tuesday event?
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to the new iPhone lineup. Mhm. Uh the the iPhone mini sounds really interesting but I'm not sure if I'll get one for work because uh I really want to see how the the three camera setup works. Mm-hmm. I have a mm-hmm. iPhone 10 right now and uh I wanted to see what the wide angle lens and uh, mm-hmm. everything do. <laughs> the so, iPhone 10
3: that has the which which cameras did that have? It had dual. Have, okay.
2: It has the dual camera, mm. uh, the telephoto and the wide. Yeah, but, I not the ultra wide one.
3: Um, I do think it's hard. I really like all three of them.
1: Um, (laughs) I I like all my lenses equally
3: (laughs) no but I do actually use all of them so I would struggle going back on on that Um, but it is very appealing to have a smaller phone especially
1: Apple does use the extra lenses for like even if you take a picture with the 1x lens right all the deep fusion stuff does use the additional lenses that that the phones come with so I don't Hmm. I don't know I don't know I really like a small phone but
3: they they make it so much harder I think in the past it was just you want a big small big phone or a somewhat smaller phone right. and now we have to make decisions based on what we want it's
0: actually really difficult to explain the iphone lineup now or the potential iphone line this is really funny because we're talking as you heard we're talking before in a world where we don't know what's coming yeah. but <laughs> everyone who's listening knows what's coming but anyway i was trying to explain to her <laughs> like kind of what because she's getting a new phone she's got an iphone 7 it's like time to time to upgrade mm-hmm. what phone is she gonna get and i tried mm-hmm. to explain it and I'm like well one of them's going to have LiDAR, and the other one's probably not going to have LiDAR. It's like, what's LiDAR? And the 6.1 inch, you can get a Pro, or you can get a No Pro, and then cameras. And then I explained that the small one only has two cameras. And then she's like, well, I want a good camera, so I probably want the bigger one. And I was like, well, it's probably not going to be any worse. You're just going to be missing one of the lenses. And it's like, it's really difficult to explain. I don't know how to do this I- as a norm, as a the person that you know, people ask for tech advice. Yeah. My family, like, how am I going to explain this to people? It's just like I, I kind of want to have a default one. You know how mm-hmm. the iPad Air is now the default iPad. And you can just say get the get the Air. Like unless unless you want yeah. the Pro for like the bigger screen, mm. just get the Air. Um, and the laptops, you can kind of say that entry level 13 inch MacBook Pro is now a good one. Now that mm-hmm. they finally outdated it to quad core and all of that, that can be the go to for like a uni student who might want something or a family member mm-hmm. just wants it for some light I mean, browsing. I mean, right now, no one should buy a. Apple Laptop. Everyone should wait for, okay, right for now, at but, least a month. Know, but six months ago. I, I see I see <laughs> that the <hardware> still. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And now we've got these phones, and we've got four phones. Two of them are the same size, but going to be completely different mm-hmm. spec'd. And, oh, I am going to really struggle this You're year. Pretty, I, I want to have a default, but I can't really be recommending a 6.1-inch I, phone because that thing's huge. I think the default should be
1: – I think if someone asks you, that means they probably do not know what they want yet – so if someone comes to you and asks, I would probably recommend by default either the 12 if they're happy with a 6.1 inch, or if they're saying that's too big, go to 12 mini or whatever it will be called. Um, I think that the, the non-pro should be your, your default recommendation. If someone is like, hey, I've heard it has LiDAR and I'm super excited, then then you can then talk about which pro to get. But I I would say the, the default lineup should be the non-pro models and only upgrade if you see a, like go to next bump up if you see a reason because there will be probably again this is terrible to predict the future while <laughs> while
3: well, the future is already there
1: <laughs> yeah um but yeah. there will be a, a, probably not insignificant price difference and it's a lot of the features in in like the LiDAR won't be immediately super useful for most people if you're a developer oh, no. and you're excited about LiDAR you, you know you don't have a choice like if you want to do something that was actually
0: with, what I said about LiDAR today I, I was like you're not going to ask what LiDAR was and I'm like Uh, probably nothing you have to worry about for like three years.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Unless you're a vacuum cleaner or a self-driving car, you probably don't need lighter today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're not even going to notice it in the third-party apps for a while, so that's fine. So, I I don't know. I I would probably go. Yeah, if you're
2: a big user of AR apps then yeah. you can probably mm. look forward to skipping that, uh, finding the surface step with LiDAR. Because <laughs> mm. that's... Exactly. <laughs> but I'm not sure if
0: anybody's big on AI apps right now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Just- and, and normal yeah. people as yeah. well.
0: Like... Maybe yeah. we've used a few more AR apps than the average person, but, but I doubt that many people are walking the streets have used any. I've not,
1: I'm have not. i not actually yeah. using that many AR apps. I do think it's interesting oh, no, from either. a technology perspective, and I want to get I more think, experience with it for future uh, yeah. uh, form factors that we don't have right now, right? Hmm. But I don't think there is anything apart from, like, the Measure app hmm. that I've actually used for anything. Yeah. I mean, I look at all the Apple event invites in, in AR, <laughs> but that's kind of it.
3: <laughs> Sometimes you might go to the IKEA app, and you're like, oh, this this would be cool. Yeah, but how how often do you re, do you renovate or yeah. remodel your home? Yeah.
1: yeah, so it's I I do think it sounds like the lineup is actually more easily explainable because the pro seems to make a big difference, right? Because you have a proper lineup and a pro lineup, and pro really means more. Like you have to have a particular reason why you want to go with
2: that one yeah it's slightly slightly easier to explain when compared to the 10r and 10s yeah yeah yeah. because i was at a store a couple of years ago and and the person trying to explain a 10r and 10s to the customer was (laughs) he was struggling yeah so so if a apple retailer is struggling it's it's probably (laughs) something (laughs) yeah
4: yeah
0: and it's also hard when the larger one isn't necessarily better Mm. That's, and I know we want the small one to be the pro phone, but really, when you're trying to explain something, if you can say like bigger is better, Mm. that makes sense. Mm. It's easy to (laughs) understand. Mm. I I know that's not what we want, but it's really easy. The big one, good phone. The small one, slower. Yeah,
1: but that's that's why I expect that, right? You have the non pro in small and in large. Again, small in in air quotes because it's still a five point something inch yeah. phone, right? It's still not not a tiny phone. So you have that one in in mini and regular, and then you have to pro phone in in kind of. <laughs> large in excel um and i think that's that's an actually kind of to to explain it an easy setup it's like most people probably fall into the non-pro category mm-hmm. unless you're pro in any of the following categories you want to do AR apps which means you're probably in a pro category you you're very serious about videography you're probably in a pro category you're very serious about photo fo- photography it's not just mm-hmm. a thing you do every now and then but you you're actually kind of you actually either yeah, care yeah. a lot about it like I, more I, than I just saying i like pictures but you yeah. actually care about
3: but don't you think the people who are pro enough so they need a good camera on their phone would already have a separate camera
0: yeah but it's it's not yeah. it's or they'd already know that they need to go for the better iphone they're not the ones coming to ask hey what iphone should yeah, i get
1: but that's what i mean it's like if you know you want a good be- like the best camera you can carry in your in your pocket right now you probably want to pro if you're just saying i want a new phone you're probably not you know, you're probably very well off with the non-pro iPhone because it's a great phone in in all regards. Anyway, uh, anyway, let's, let's it's may- maybe the there will
3: only be one phone, and you know that's that's all they announce on Tuesday. I yeah. Say. Um, so I so just, this was our special
1: <laughs> predicting the past segment of Cup of Tech. Uh, should we get started with our rapid rounds, which is our normal warm-up?
3: <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I first want to introduce our guest, um, Vidit. That is also a good idea. That's a good idea. So today, this um, time, is a special uh, indie dev episode. Um, so we want to introduce uh, Vidit Bhargav. Yeah. Vidit has been working on Lookup and recently released a new major update to it as well. So we're super excited to talk to you about that. But super
1: nice update too.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um so but yeah, I think first we'll start with some of our rapid round questions.
1: Sounds good. Do you wanna get it started?
3: <laughs> All right. I thought maybe yeah. one of you guys would pick it up, but sure. No. Um so we did uh, tea or coffee?
2: Uh coffee. Alright. yeah I've never really tried tea uh, to be honest but Really? Coffee's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coffee has been the natural progression from chocolate milk, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what type you're of, not missing
2: much. What type Do you yeah. have, like,
3: mocha or just black coffee?
2: So, right now, I'm having cold brew using a French press. Oh,
3: That's okay, my nice. current setup.
4: Mm.
2: Yeah. Okay. I was I've thinking, had, maybe I've had mocha and... Uh, other forms of coffee before.
3: <laughs> yeah, mocha feels like the natural transition from, I guess, hot chocolate. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess yeah. with the weather, it's pretty, yeah, pretty good to go with cold. cold, cold
1: sounds coffee. like a good idea when it's <laughs> that warm. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, all right. Um, what are you watching, reading, or playing right now? Or all of them?
2: So this last month, I've been watching the Indian Premier League. Okay. It's, a, it's a T20 tournament, similar to how EPL works in football. Uh, but more recently, I started watching Netflix, uh, "Bad Boy Billionaires." It's a investigative docu series on a, on like rather infamous Indian businessmen and their okay. uh, rise and fall journeys. Oh, okay. And yeah. uh, on Apple TV Plus, I started watching Tehran. It's a espionage thriller. All right. That's interesting. I've
1: not <laughs> seen either of them. Uh would you recommend them or is it more something you're watching at the moment but you probably wouldn't recommend it?
2: So I've heard very really good things about Bad Boy Billionaires. I started mm-hmm. with the first one. Uh it it's it really is very good, but uh, I'll have to watch the other ones as well to, you know, uh, mm. give a recommendation mm. or not. <laughs> but the first one is really nice. So, All right. So it seems like a promising series. Yeah, I might give that Same a for it's 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 in Hebrew, but uh, like once you get like used to the subtitles, hmm. I think it's a good uh, like it, it's a good start f- for a first episode. Like okay, okay. I haven't to- watched much of it either, <laughs> so yeah. Mostly I've been watching I've I've been watching IPL and. Uh, yeah, making
0: some time to watch TV. Uh, other know. than who's, uh, who's leading the IPL at the moment?
3: I'm sorry, can I just clarify? Is IPL cricket? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
0: <laughs> I was just pretending I knew. <laughs> uh, sorry, who, who's leading the IPL at the moment? I think it's Telecapitals who
2: are on the top. Yeah, uh, but I'm nice. not sure. Nice. Uh, like there, like there are a
0: couple of teams that are vying for the top spot right now. So okay, I used to uh, I used to follow it before Australia got our own T20 tournament. Um, but now I mostly stick to that.
4: Okay. Oh,
1: yeah. now, now it came up t- twice. What is T20? <laughs> I
0: don't know. I don't know if I
2: should have
1: asked that question, but
2: Vidya, do you want to take this one? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's a 20-over format. It's a shorter format of the cricket game. Okay. Uh, the usual, uh, usual format is about 50 overs long. Mm-hmm. And okay. So, an over is like a spell of deliveries that you ball in cricket. So, you... Like mm. balls, six balls that makes an over. So, the usual length of a cricket game is around nine mm. hours, which is like fifty overs a side. Okay. Mm. And like T Twenty is a shorter format. It's more like three hours, and you know you get twenty overs per team.
4: Okay. okay. So is it is it a yeah? Fixed so you can game? kind of
0: have a short format where a bunch of teams play each other like once or twice. You you know each team plays once or twice a week or whatever. And um. So is it like it, a it tournament It allows for that format? kind of competition tournamenty type. Okay, thing. interesting. Because traditionally, you know, cricket, you'll have a series that's only between two or three teams, maybe, and there's a couple days between each game, and there's only a few games because they're so long. Mm. And so you- this one, you get a re- like you get a result in a night. You know, you start mm. a game at six pm, and you're done by nine.
1: Okay, so there's no like yeah. there's no clock running. It's really about how much like how often you bowl or something. <laughs>
0: yeah it's you really can' about get getting in trouble runs if you're too slow oh really yeah yeah, yeah. so the cap if if the team that is fielding or like bowling um kind of like pitching in baseball mm-hmm. is too slow and doesn't do their like allocated number of overs in the a certain time, mm-hmm. the captain will get fined. Like, at I least that's what happens in...
3: Find teator. us in... Find
0: us in, like... He
3: has to pay... The person monetary, pay Really?
0: <laughs> like, take, yeah, taken out of your match fee. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. And only the captain?
3: <laughs> not the person who's slowing it down.
0: Typically, only the captain. Oh, I, I believe that's
3: right. Is that right for it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's only the captain. All oh, right. It's <laughs> a, if, so, it's on the captain <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that the team is behaving and not slowing things down too in all forms of cricket. You
1: know really can stand that captain. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. That that seems to me like a weird rule to monetarily fine. I'm sure Look, there would it's be. Not-
0: It's not unreasonable. Like, it's not like a hard limit, but it's like, if you're seen to, you know, generally you'll get a few warnings or whatever. And then if you still don't speed it up and and there's like, cricket is a very interesting game. Like It it is one of those (laughs) things you have to understand, but you know, there's strategies that you can do to speed things up by Mm -hmm. using certain bowlers who have less of a run up and different bowling styles will get through the overs faster. And it's very interesting. Is there any
1: kind of time management component to it? Is there, is there like a purpose of trying to accelerate or, or kind of stretch out a game? Is it like the old men
0: have to go to bed early? So if you're stretching it out, you're you're getting yourself an advantage. Yeah, giving yourself a bit more rest. But No, nothing, <laughs> nothing major. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. The I- only thing, like the thing you really want to do, right, is if when you've got a multi-day form- cricket format, like uh-huh. let's say, because cause the multi-day ones. Generally, you will wrap up at a certain time and sometimes you'll come in a little bit over or under your your allocated bowling amount. Um, if, you know, the allocated time for finishing is like six o'clock and it's 5.58 and you're the batting team, generally you're going to try and you, you won't get in trouble for this, but you might get moved along by the umpire. Generally, you're going to be a bit slower and preparing for the next ball because you don't want say, the end of the over to end at 5.59, and you have to play a whole nother over mm. before you can go home for the night. So you want to stretch it out so that that last ball is bowled, you know, okay. at six o'clock mm-hmm. and you don't play anymore. Because, you know, that that last <laughs> over, you're tired, you might get out. Uh-huh. And yep. you don't want to you don't want to lose your wicket <laughs> last thing in the day. Okay. So, very interesting.
3: Mm. Are either of you playing cricket? Not
0: anymore. I used to
2: when I was, when I was in school, but okay. not anymore.
3: No, yeah, same. Bounce I heard, isn't like, Beach cricket on Christmas, a thing in Australia? Yeah,
0: yeah. If you go to the beach on Christmas, you're probably going to play cricket. We used to play cricket in the backyard on Christmas when everyone was a little bit younger. We don't do it anymore. Um, but you set up a, a garbage bin as the stumps, and <laughs> of course yeah, you are. It's great fun. <laughs> Wait, aren't yeah, the stumps it's supposed pretty similar to fall? in Delhi as well? Hmm. Yeah, but if you hit the bin, you're out. Okay, if the ball yeah. hits. So you don't, don't have to so tip you- it over.
1: <laughs> It's enough to just no. hit it. I guess cool. no, no. Cool.
4: <laughs> All right. I, I'm
1: I, I'm super um, knowledgeable about cricket as I just explained. No, this is
0: every every time you talk about American sports, it's like whoosh, so I'm like, finally a sport I can talk about.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cool. How did we get here from T? Ah, what what are you watching? I'm 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 on track. Cool. you yeah, with us? In. Okay. Move us al- move us along before we keep talking <laughs> about cricket.
2: Quick,
4: yeah. please. So, All right. <laughs> on the so,
2: phone I'm on my phone I'm playing the upspell game. So it's a, yeah. hmm. it's a recently introduced, yeah. It's a recently introduced word-based game. It's a bit like Scrabble, oh, okay. uh, where where you have to make points based on the number of words that you can make on a on a row of random characters. Okay.
3: Do you play online against other people?
2: Uh, I don't think so. It's it's a it's a one-person game as far yeah, well okay. as I know.
3: All right, should check it out. But
2: it released it released pretty recently, so okay. like they could be uh, planning other upgrades as well. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, and and I've heard you like words,
1: so that seems to be in your
2: wheelhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) All right. And
2: currently, I'm reading *Red Rising* by Pierce Brown. All right. It's a it's a futuristic dystopia set in Mars.
4: Oh, cool. But the themes
2: it's touching it's pretty relevant to our current times right now. So, so it's a bit like like something that's happening in the future, but it's uh, referencing what's like the current situation in the world is. So it's very interesting interesting in that sense.
3: Mm. All right. I should maybe check it out. I'm looking for a new sort of sci-fi book to read. So that sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, So next question is uh, your favorite non-tech hobby. Maybe we get back to cricket now. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: I like like to watch movies. Mm. And uh, of course, cricket is one of the hobbies as well. But uh, movies, definitely, uh, I'm a big movie buff. (laughs) <laughs> and when i'm not reading about tech or watching cricket or watching movies i'm quizzing about either of the three topics <laughs> so yeah those are pretty much my non tech hobbies
3: um so what um what type of device do you prefer using do you prefer desktop or laptop or are you going on with the ipad lifestyle
2: so i use my laptop as my work device right. right now but i am also considering getting a desktop I'm waiting okay. for the iMac redesign to happen. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> and that's then a good probably idea. switch to a desktop too. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm super excited yeah. about
2: it. The laptops can sometimes, you know, when you connect them to a external display, they, they get mm-hmm. pretty slow sometimes.
3: Yeah. What type so, of laptop do you have? Is the thirteen inch?
2: It's the fifteen inch MacBook Pro that I have right now. It's mm. okay. the 2018 model, so it's missing all the new keyboard stuff. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> I, I I did feel kind of left out last year when, <laughs> when they announced the update. And I was like, yeah, I, I was a year earlier in upgrading my laptop. Have you had
3: <laughs> problems with your keyboard? With the old butterfly keyboard? Yeah.
2: Uh, the shift key on my keyboard has stopped mm. working. So.
3: Oh, no.
2: Yeah, I'm mm. using an external keyboard most of the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no
3: i think it was good that they sort of decided to bite the bullet and move on from the butterfly keyboard but Mm. yeah it's
4: yeah
3: my 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 computer is also My 13 inches from 2016 i think and also has the old butterfly keyboard and sometimes it's like i feel like it is getting stuck sometimes but then it's always loosening up again so i have never had some problem when it's like permanently stuck or permanently not working so Mm. i'm lucky with that but yeah i'm uh, and now I'm having a Mac, uh, an yes, yes. iMac. So I really I like that much better. I think it's a lot more performant, and also I like having a, like a big display. So I highly recommend an iMac, yeah. but I do think it's a good idea to wait till yeah December especially or especially after
2: year. the rumors of a of a rounded edge and like all screen no bezel i mm. iMac it 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 didn't feel like a, a good good idea to get one mm. right now for me
3: yeah. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited about those ARM IMAX. I do, I I do wonder what Apple's roadmap will look like, and I can't wait for, uh, I guess, a November event. You know, I, it sounds mm-hmm. like old rumors point towards yet another event uh, next month, and I'm super excited yeah. to to see, like the the kind of roadmap to get an idea of where is apple going is it like first we kind of start with the low end or does apple want to show like here's something in the low end and here's something in the high end just to kind of really show what they can do with their own silicon will be i'm i'm I, that's that's my i mean the iphone event is apple's biggest event obviously but for me personally this year yeah. the the apple um uh, like the Mac event mm. will be my highlight because
3: I think it's just such a big, big shift, and I think it sort of shifts the whole, like you say, it shifts the whole lineup and the whole roadmap for it. So mm. right now we're sort of in the known, like we, we all pretty much predicted what iPhones are going to be announced, but when it comes to the comes to Macs, it's quite hard to know what's going to come next,
1: and it feels a bit more blank slatey. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's so much yeah. that could happen now. Like how many of their, uh, like uh. Custom components do they add to it? Like, will they have all the, all the extra cores? How, how, how's the GPU gonna work? Uh, will there be T2s in those or will, will the A, the, like the Apple silicon chip take care of everything? What's the, what's that constellation going to be? What are the new form factors? How are the laptops going to run? What's the focus? Will it be a battery life focused one? Will it be performance focused one? Will it be? many question, you know, will, will the line, how will the lineup shift? Will we still have, like, it's also a good time to uh, potentially split MacBook Airs and MacBooks and MacBook Pros. Will, will we still have that? Distinction, or will there maybe only be two, like the MacBook and the MacBook Pro, because that's you know that that's kind of what yeah. we see for most of the rest of the lineup. But then iPads have errors. I don't know. It. I'm, I'm so, super excited about this. And like I, I'm not in the market for a new Mac. Like that's that's the first part want, of it. You
3: don't even want a laptop, but that's most likely what's going to come. Yeah, so I,
1: I don't even buy one. I just wanna. I want to see where this is going because I think this is. It's a fascinating transition to me.
2: Yeah, it's also exciting from an iPad point of view as well because right now the current iPad here is pretty much what the 11-inch iPad Pro looks like. So I'm mm-hmm. so I'm interested in seeing where if they if they take this software story to the hardware story as well, where mm. we've seen like this year the iPad OS is moving closer to macOS, mm. uh, like. Does the hardware also move closer to macOS mm. in different ways?
1: Yeah, and also so, like that the RMX can run iOS apps. You know, there's so much, yeah. so many question marks around that too. How will all of that work? Even, even, <laughs> I'm super excited about this. Sorry, um, <laughs> even even things like how will the Mac App Store transform itself when we get iOS and iPadOS apps mm-hmm. on the Mac? Like, what will the App Store look like? It needs to change because it has to account for like. About a hundred X increase in, in available apps, right? So it needs to how's editorial gonna work? How how is Apple gonna manage that? Will there be features of iPad apps on, on your Mac or will they, yeah. I'm also will curious they only whether find or not it through search or like
3: Yeah. I'm also curious whether or not there will yeah. be a differentiator if you will be able to see this is a like this We've is a universal the app or it, or it does that say of... that. It okay. does say if, really?
1: like this it's like iPad app or iOS. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the screenshots that Apple had during the keynote, they did sh- show that there is a fairly small batch, but definitely indicating that this is a iPhone okay. iPhone app. But yeah, uh, still f- I, I, I will be interesting to see mm. how, how that works for editorial and, and the App Store and search results and, and the categories and how much Apple will push one over the other. What does, you know, uh, will be funnier. <laughs> yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And even for the universal apps, because, mm. like, They'd they'd want to support like they'd want to feature universal apps more often Mm. because they'd be the ones that are running on each of the devices without like having to use a different mode altogether. Mm. Like like when you buy a universal app, I imagine you'd not get an iOS app running on Mac.
4: Mm.
1: (laughs) I I think you can't even opt in, right? I think if you do have a universal app, and you have a Mac app and an iOS app, I don't even think you can opt into making
0: your iOS app available as far as I r- recall.
2: No, but
3: yeah, that would make sense. I, I think so? Oh, yeah, what makes sense?
0: But yeah, suddenly, like, someone buying Lookup isn't buying an iPhone app, they're buying an app for all their devices. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Mm.
2: Yeah. Although I haven't switched to the universal app model yet, I've uh, <laughs> got to switch sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, Because, How, like, how's... with Catalyst, like last year you had to have a different bundle mm-hmm. so mm. yeah. so it was one of the first few apps where you had like a different bundle id for mm-hmm. the mac app even though mm-hmm. it was a catalyst app mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you had to buy it separately but mm-hmm. with like now with the new universal thing like people are expecting to get the ipad app and like mac app and mm. all the apps together in one purchase
3: do you know if it's trivial to put those back together or, uh, or or are you gonna have to keep them separate
2: I suppose I could like try and do it and it would be about a week's work but, but I'm not sure how like how excited I am about that idea because <laughs> right now there's a fair bit of amount of code that I'll have to comment out
3: yeah yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but because you- like catalyst catalyst app is using an appkit bundle as well so so that mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff needs to go away <laughs> yeah.
3: Mm. yeah yeah
1: yeah i 'm kind of happy that we launched now and don 't have to deal with this <laughs> It seems like it sounds yeah. it sounds like it saved us a lot of hassle too to just all all of our apps launch with the same bundle ID from day one and nothing to worry about. Yeah which was quite nice.
3: Uh, all right. Um, what is the Which Apple product or framework are you the most excited about for this year? Either it can have... I mean, it's quite late in the year, so it might have been announced already. What's your favorite thing from Apple so far?
2: So I'm really looking forward to the new iPhone and the new Macs. In terms of what's been recently announced, I'm excited to see uh, where the iPad lineup goes because like the mm-hmm. iPad Pro was... The iPad Pro with the keyboard and trackpad was really, really uh, exciting to see. Because is that the? Like, do,
3: do you have the new iPad with the new keyboard?
2: I was about to get one, and uh, and unfortunately, like we didn't have a lot of stock in India uh, mm-hmm. for the oh, iPads. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so it was like they'd be available for about a second on Amazon, and oh, wow. they'd go away. Is that
1: related to yeah. the China, the the kind of trade conflict with China?
2: I think. In the first few months, it was due to that because they had stopped mm-hmm. imports from China. Mm-hmm. But then I also think that it's also because of the of the Apple online store launching, because that mm. one has a much shorter time period for getting one. Mm-hmm. But now, mm-hmm. of course... Like,
4: it,
1: when, when When did the Apple online store launch in India?
2: It launched last month, I think on 23rd.
1: Oh, wow, that's super recently that's interesting
2: it's so recent that even the Apple store app isn't updated yet <laughs> oh really oh yeah so you have to go on the website and order stuff no way yeah.
3: and it's, does it seem like things are more in stock now if you go through that store instead
2: yeah it's a much shorter time okay so like with Amazon it was like we'll know we'll let you know when it's available with the Apple <laughs> online store it's it's more like you know three to four weeks it's, they're saying it's okay. three to four weeks so so it should be probably be there by that time. Do you have physical Apple stores? No. Uh, we have like authorized retailers mm-hmm. that are kind of like an Apple store, but not really. Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. It's That's more like
2: they get the vibe of the Apple store, but they run mm-hmm. by a different company. <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's, it's not going to be called Apple Store. Or it won't mm-hmm. have the mm-hmm. Apple logo. It will be called something like iWorld or mm-hmm. Future mm-hmm. World or something mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that.
3: Yeah, it was the same in Stockholm. Yeah, like a few years ago, there was mm. only the official resellers.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, Apple seems to focus a lot more on on India uh, now, and I wonder if I mean, yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if they would have Apple stores in in some point in the future because it's, I don't know, India's a pretty big market, yeah. and Apple seems yeah, to Yeah, it's invest-
2: always been rumored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, it's been rumored for ages, like, ev- every six months you'll get a rumor saying, like, <laughs> Apple stores in India could be open anytime soon. <laughs> I haven't seen one, like, in ages. <laughs>
4: yeah,
1: but even production is now, uh, Apple's, like, refurbishing, I think, some models in, in India and even building some, I believe.
2: Yeah, like I think they started with the iPhone SE, yeah, but yeah. they've gone to, like, iPhone 11 and uh, and the newer SE as well. So mm. we have a little bit of production, but I'm not sure if it's like if it's going outside of India. Like, like the Assembled in India label is mm-hmm. something that I've only seen uh, in the Indian devices, mm. not oh, interesting. not ones that are sold outside. Mm. Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah, I mean, definitely helps with the trade conflicts to have mm. some amount of capacity in, inside of the country. Um, yeah. But will be interesting. It uh, will be interesting how much Apple will focus on India because it does sound like... As far as like developer relations and kind of the developer community, Apple is very focused on India, which is really cool to to hear how how much they're doing for that community there. Um, will be interesting if if they're if they're also yeah. then expanding their their retail uh, footprint.
2: Yeah, I'm, like I've been waiting for an Apple store for almost <laughs> as long as I can remember. Uh, like, like. I remember getting like trying to get an iPod back in 2007 and realizing that there is no, uh, like there's no store or there's not even a retailer that's selling iPods near my place, and I had to go like, uh, 20 to 30 kilometers and uh, to, to practically a different part of the city to uh, get an iPod for myself. <laughs> so <laughs> it's definitely improved <laughs> from that, but like I've been waiting for like proper Apple stores ever since then.
4: Mm. yeah (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. Uh, it's
2: it
4: is quite nice hopefully soon then
1: in germany back when i lived in germany we also used to not have apple stores for for most of my uh following apple and being interested in apple products uh time of my life Mm. um and then when we moved to australia there were apple stores everywhere which was quite nice (laughs) like in sydney we could walk to the apple store Uh, even in when we lived in on the other side of the country in perth we could walk to to an apple store it was a bit of a walk um, for like the iphone launches uh, we if you actually,
3: start in the morning you might make it by the time they're closing
1: we kind of thought it would be neat you no, know it, was like a two hour walk. Walk, it wasn't too bad walking to the store in the morning for a launch so we're like hey let's let's walk there two hours <laughs> it was a bit of a stupid idea but it was fun in uh, and, and you could say I, i'm within walking distance if you're really dedicated mm-hmm.
3: Awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so the last question is: um, When you're laying out UI parts uh, of your of the app, do you, you do you like using storyboard or Interface Builder, or do you tend to lay things out in code, or are you are you starting to use Swift UI?
2: Uh, so I do like most of my work in storyboards, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. sometimes I'll use a little bit of code as well. So some things like the new modern collection views with the with the mm-hmm. diffable data source and and the modern self-configuration, they require a lot of setup in code. So you can't do a lot of stuff with storyboards and that. But almost everything else, that's been set up in storyboards hmm. for me. Uh, yeah.
1: Have you started using SwiftUI? Are you considering adding SwiftUI more?
2: I've used it for the WatchOS app and widgets right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does seem really exciting to get started with it. Mm-hmm. It's also a big shift from you know the traditional UI mm-hmm. kit and... Swift uh, mm-hmm. system mm-hmm. of making apps. It was just when I was about to get the like when I was about to drop things in uh, UIKit that they launched Swift UI. Uh, mm. Probably so. So like I'd have been much more excited about it like six years ago when I was like <laughs> just starting out programming. Yeah. But yeah. right yeah. now it seems.
3: What version of iOS do yeah. you support? What's the earliest one?
2: So I do intend to support iOS 13 at some point. Uh, like, in the next couple of weeks or so, but like, Given that how like the GM worked out this year, mm-hmm. like, I had to ship the app, so it's currently only supporting iOS 14. Okay. <laughs> it yeah. was like it was on my list of to-do things to support iOS 13, like, <laughs> and and then like the GM hit at an- night, and I was like, yeah, let's forget that.
4: Were you, a- <laughs> w- were what? you able 23 to?
1: twenty-three hours of notice <laughs> was not enough for you, man? <laughs>
3: but you were actually able to release yeah. on on the launch day, weren't you? Yeah, that's awesome yeah congrats <laughs> yeah I think it was a interesting interesting concept the twenty three hour again yeah
2: yeah i'm I'm going to be prepared for the next couple of keynotes that like, mm. <laughs> like if they if they happen to drop the Bixer g m at the same time as they're releasing the like the operating system. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think yeah. iOS developers will probably be a bit scarred for a while now and just be prepared <laughs> yeah. for, for the next couple couple of years to actually be ready but it it is difficult and I think no one really saw this coming uh, but um, it's very impressive that you managed to get it all ready and yeah, were able to actually release it and I think yeah it's it's great that you managed to like get it through the queue as well because I think just like the submission process can sometimes take quite quite some time, and getting all of your screenshots and those type of things if if you want to update metadata, yeah. all those things take time so yeah it's
2: for me, it was like five hours worth of downloading <laughs> xcode and then downloading yeah. the g m and um uh, then you know a like couple of more hours to test and you know and then just submitting it. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> it was more time downloading things <laughs> and yeah. waiting for them to finish than to you know actually run any sort of code and like uh, work on any sort of new feature to really, like just before the release so it just, yeah, it's just hard
0: it? those really Xcode versions ridiculous. are blowing out
4: but especially if you're yeah.
1: down like I mean we have pretty good internet here so that that part wasn't as much of an issue but if you're waiting for like hours for the download mm. to finish mm. and then you see on Twitter everyone talking about hey there's a new build you actually need a new build and you're like oh no <laughs> yeah it oh,
4: was,
1: a, was a fun 24 hour period there. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, that's, that's just I mean uh, by the time this episode's out, we all know. But I, I really hope Apple's giving a bit more of a heads up for the Big Sur release, because also I think, yeah, like Macros, there are so many developers that need, they probably need a bit more time to to get everything ready. You know, are a lot more. It feels like yeah. the Big Sur beta is a bit more still in flight than Iris was at the same time before the event, right? Big Sur still definitely has a lot more small hiccups here and there that I think need to be polished out before but we'll see
2: yeah there are uh, there are a few bugs still that like i don't think that uh, we're we close to a gm mm. that's that's more like like beta 9 is the same as the gm mm. that's that's <laughs> probably not going to happen like there are going to be many more changes <laughs> between that period but I could be totally wrong, <laughs> 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 and like by the time the episode is out, it's, it's like <laughs> people are already gearing up, and they're like, "What
4: are you talking about?" <laughs>
1: Um, Yeah, but it would make sense, right? If we're expecting a November event, that seems to be a better time to release Mm -hmm. Big Sur. If that's the Mac event, it's just a lot of events, you know.
3: Yeah, Yeah.
1: but I mean, you don't have to get pressed to travel, right? Mm -hmm. You can similar to to WWDC. You don't have to have a two-hour event, you know. WWDC where you used to have a fixed time slot for your sessions. Apple Mm. makes like three one-hour events instead of like two two hours. you know, it's fine by you.
3: Yeah, you're you're accepting <laughs> I, I that. Yeah. I
1: approve that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are you What do you plan to ship for Big Sur? What What, what are your plans there?
2: Uh, so, widget support is definitely mm-hmm. uh, on the cards because like that's something I worked for on iOS 14, and that's mm. like without much of a like without much of a change to code, I can mm-hmm. just like add that support to macOS apps as well
4: mm-hmm. as
2: well. So that's definitely on the cards. Then there's the new Bixer uh, design, so the new yeah, toolbar yeah. and and the new sidebar. So like I'm just spending some time getting those things right. Mm-hmm. And and with Catalyst now there are a few more improvements as well. So now you don't have to scale the apps; you can just mm-hmm. like have them be optimized for Mac mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. without that 70% scaling, which makes a which makes a big difference when. Like in terms of reading text and uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the UI components, so mm. that sort of
0: stuff I'm like trying to adopt as much as possible for Big Sur. Like, mm. Mm. so once your yeah. Big Sur update is out, will the app then require Big Sur on the Mac? Because I know that some of those changes are you know leaps and bounds forwards, but uh, to Canvas yeah. that is, but they all require Big Sur. So what's your what's your plan for that?
2: Yeah, that will that will definitely require Big Sur and. Mm-hmm. Given how like given how how much functionality is changing, I feel like um, the Catalina users won't be uh, missing out on a lot of things mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for at least the 7.2 release because like that's pretty much all like making the app work for Big Sur, making it mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that making it feel like it's at home with the rest of the OS as opposed to you know standing out like a different diff- from a different era. Mm-hmm.
3: Hmm. Do you feel ready or how, how far away would you say you are?
2: So I've got the basic app working with the, like the basic functionality is working. Awesome. Uh, but but I'd like to add a few more things as well. So
3: hmm.
2: you know, things like adding support for new tabs and reordering lists and mm. all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. That's new to like yeah. Catalyst.
1: Yeah. yeah, I've yeah. seen no, the screenshots we... you posted on Twitter. They, they look really nice. Yeah. And I've always been quite critical of Catalyst apps. But I think looking at, at what you posted so far, that just looks like a nice app doesn't look like hmm. uh, a blown up iPad app, which is really nice. You, you know, that's what I was a bit worried about that we're getting... A lot of that but it really mm. like you're, you're showing that you have like multiple windows open and a nice the preference window looks like a preference window and the you know yeah. it's it just looks like a mac app which is really nice
2: that thank you that that was the intent to uh, make <laughs> it look like a mac app <laughs> mm. like i i really don't want like users to feel like oh they've, they've come to an ipad app now mm. <laughs> like even with the current catalyst version like i try to make it as much mac like as possible mm.
3: How do you find working with Catalyst? Do you do you enjoy it? Do you find that it is customizable-ish? Uh,
2: it's definitely exciting from the point of view that I don't have to uh, get accustomed to AppKit to
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh, make the app work. But it's also not... It's also not like you you can like flip a switch and you suddenly get a (laughs) Mac app uh, that's running like a Mac app. So Mm -hmm. you have to do a lot of customizations too. Someone on the stage told me that was possible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like you really need to. You really should like customize and make it look like it's not running on a simulator, but. Mm, but mm It's it's exciting from that point of view that like you don't have to learn a new uh like learn a new SDK like mm-hmm. you don't have to learn app kit to make a mac app anymore but I would really like to see like this year has been a big improvement but if like things continue it's it's going hopefully it's a viable way to ship mac apps up until we are at we're all at pace with SwiftUI. ui <laughs> and like then we can just you know make a swift ui app and have it run on all the platforms <laughs> <laughs>
1: is there is there do you feel like at the moment when using catalyst for all of this is there something that you're like i i wish that would be a feature like do you have already like a wish list item for for next year's improvements or do you feel like it's it's no longer an issue and you're kind of getting everything that, that you need.
2: I think this year they did cover the big picture stuff, like mm-hmm. having the UI controls be mapped to what the mm-hmm. macOS controls are so you no longer get that date picker <laughs> or uh, you, you no longer get that weird button that's from iOS. Uh, so They've done all the big picture stuff. There are a few little, uh, like minor issues, like having a search bar, having the ability to have a search bar in the toolbar itself, or uh, you know, having your your buttons be more like Mac OS, mm-hmm. because like right now there's only one state that they're available in. That's the mm-hmm. default state, and like I'd like to have that uh, distinction between, like, a selected state and, and the default state be different. So that's, yeah. like, the minor issues. I feel like those will get covered over the next few uh, like updates itself. Mm-hmm. S- 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 definitely, like, last year it was a big list, and now it's cut short to around five to six items mm-hmm. at most.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see that mm-hmm. they are now actually different reasonable approaches to bringing apps to the mac you know it's 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 nice to see that if you happen to have something like like your app that is that definitely comes from from ios and being able to bring that to mac in a way that doesn't feel uh, like a possibility but you probably shouldn't but actually just making nice apps with that i I think that's that's such a huge step and, and quite exciting to see yeah i do wonder though what the quality will be like in the especially in the beginning like how many people hit the box and say mm-hmm. good enough and how many people go yeah. through the effort because as you say it is it is significant amount of effort mm-hmm. right like checking the box yeah. is is, is <laughs> a easy- lot less like,
2: effort i think it's just step one <laughs> yeah yeah
1: but it's it really is more like booking a flight is not your trip, <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. it's uh, yeah. The journey starts after you book the... F- book. Yeah. I, I don't know why I use a travel analogy. <laughs> no one's traveling at the moment, but I think Bo- everyone fly? still has... <laughs> what, what,
3: b- booking? What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> People can probably still think of the olden days, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of what it is with Catalyst. Like that is just the first step into your journey and then you get started. So yeah. it's... I wonder. Uh, it will be interesting to see how how far through the journey people make it before they submit it. it and I think the longer warning people get that w- uh, about the release date, the probably the the, the better quality apps we'll see on day one. Yeah. So, I'm I'm doing my best to lobby for <laughs> for <it> a longer <laughs> <laughs> longer announcement yeah. period. This stuff in an
0: episode that comes out once that decision is
2: published <laughs> <laughs> I Love it. Uh, yeah, yeah um, I'd much prefer it to be uh, later in the year as well, mm. <laughs> just to get an extra few days to yeah. make the app better.
3: <laughs> so I felt like uh, when you released LookUp Seven uh, now with iOS fourteen, you had like all of the iOS fourteen things in there. Like, it felt like you really adopted widgets and uh, like uh, I felt like you had a lot in there. How do you decide what from the new things to bring into the app, and how do you decide like what what to focus on when Apple announces those new things?
2: so like usually uh, after the the week of dab dab uh, when all the announcements are made, I usually take about a week off to mm-hmm. let the like the excitement of the new thing <laughs> settle in <laughs> and Sounds healthy. uh figure out like what to pick for the next update, so mm-hmm. they're like usually in two uh, two or three different categories that I try to put my like desired new features in like one is of course supporting the new os features so that the app doesn't stick out as an old app like mm-hmm. when last year the uh, dark mode came out it's definitely mm-hmm. one of those things where you have to be on day one to support mm-hmm. dark mode otherwise you know somebody switches to dark mode and your your app is still showing a light mode or it's showing a custom control uh, that's allowing you to switch to dark or light it's it's definitely a jarring experience from a user's Mm -hmm. point of view. So those get the top priority, like the Mm -hmm. ones, the new features that Mm -hmm. you just have to have them. Otherwise the app would stick out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the new features that, that I would personally like to add to the app. So be it the shortcut support in iOS 12 or be it, uh, this year, you know, app clips or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Uh, those are the things that uh, like they they get the second priority uh mm. like once I've done the first first line of stuff then I go for this the second one where I add new features that that I personally want to build where I feel like it's gonna improve the product in a certain way and then finally like the big picture roadmap okay so this year I want to add translations or uh mm-hmm. Add quizzes or you know that sort of stuff,
4: mm-hmm.
2: so it's it's like a three thing and like whatever like if like this year we had like shorter time span so I just had the time <laughs> to get the basic stuff going in mm-hmm. and no no other features like no other big improvements but last year it was much different like I had all of them mm-hmm. ready by the time yeah.
1: but I I do like the quizzes Malin Malin started one today and we both got sucked in we were like which which one is it <laughs>
3: kai, i was like okay i'm sure it means this and kai's like no it's the other thing and then i tapped what kai suggests i'm like i was right in the first place and uh, yeah <laughs> but it's it's really yeah. fun i think it's it, I, I feel like i can speak english fluently but i always been feeling like my vocabulary is lacking because like english is not my first language and i found that it is such a great way of like continuing practicing it yourself because i do like the um the daily words and having the widget on my home screen to be able to like r- learn things every day but sometimes yeah. i might try to learn it that day and then it's sort of i sort of f- f- like i forget it or i, I mm. like I, it falls out yeah. of my mind and i found that the quizzes are actually really good at sort of enforcing that memory mm. and yeah mm-hmm. i i really like them i mm.
0: don't know how you do it but you pick really good words of the day that like i mean sometimes i learn something and other times it's words that i know but the 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 artwork is always really mm. pleasing and the description like it's just the the kind of graphics that you do for the app make it for even the most common word that You know, might be known. It's just really pleasing to look at. Mm. And I'm always happy to get that notification and learn about Mm. that new word. Like it's one of those things that you, you might think would be, Oh, like this is, this is easy, but like, no, it's still really, really fun. Mm. And look up managers to do that in a way that that is fun. And Mm. that's kind of what makes a lot of the experience. I think of using your app. It's awesome which also made it such a good candidate
1: for widget because Mm -hmm. it was like, how do you get a, you know, how do you get one word into a widget and make it not look (laughs) empty, but your Mm -hmm. illustrations Mm -hmm. and and the, the, the art that you have for all of those makes it like a really, it's like a pleasant, nice thing on your home screen rather than just, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and Mm -hmm. I think that is, that is really cool. Where do you get all of those from?
3: Yeah. (laughs) Like all the artwork. Uh, Do you make, so I designed
2: them. Yeah. I designed them myself.
1: That is crazy
3: um, that seems like a lot of work <laughs> that's awesome over
2: the over the years I've set up a system to uh, make that easier for myself like in okay. sketch, I have a library of symbols that I can reuse if there's a word like mm-hmm. if I see there's a word that's so so let's say a word has a has a coin based illustration on it so mm-hmm. I probably had an illustration of a coin sometime back so I can just mm-hmm. pick that up from the library. And okay. use that. <laughs> yeah, so I've made it simpler for me uh, over the years, but yeah, I try to design them myself uh, as that's much awesome. as possible.
0: Like, yeah, and I think today's one is an especially good example of that. So skedaddle at the moment, <laughs> and that's it's like, a funny word. Like no matter how you look at it, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a good word. Um, and the picture yeah. is someone hurrying away, and it's just like it, it's yeah. a little bit quirky. It's funny, um, <laughs> and yeah, it's quite nice.
3: Yeah, no, it's it's very impressive. I, uh, and where do you get all of the? the words in the dictionary a bit from? Is that something you're sourcing from somewhere else?
0: So
2: they're a mixture mixture of uh, words I come across and I sp- find interesting mm-hmm. and uh, words that are relevant to students who are preparing for, uh, let's say, English proficiency exams mm-hmm. or oh, sure. are preparing for uh, GRE or uh, mm-hmm. SAT. So mm-hmm. they're a combination of the three. I try to like have them be in a way that they're not too obscure but they're also like not too easy either. So sometimes I'll have like a word which like people find it easy so then then I'll like definitely get a feedback email on that day oh, saying really? that, please make the words harder. Yeah, please make the words harder. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like it's it's a difficult balance to maintain. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't want it, you don't want it to be too hard, so that it's mm-hmm. so obscure that you don't use it in a like mm-hmm. daily routine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you don't al- you don't also want it to be too like too easy that it becomes mundane and you don't want to use the app.
3: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, who do you found? Do, do you know who your main users are? Or are they usually? People who are not speaking english and uh, as a as their main language or are there people who just want to learn more advanced uh, more advanced vocabulary
2: yeah like when I started like building the app, our users were uh people who just wanted it for vocabulary and just wanted it for the for the word of the day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like with with features like translations and quizzes it's definitely attracted a lot of people who don't usually speak uh like English as their first language, mm-hmm. and uh, like they they're preparing for some sort of an exam, or they're just learning it on
0: for their profession.
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah. So oh.
0: it's so yeah. And do I think you? It's, uh, sorry. Yeah, sure. um, I'm curious for the words of the day. Do you make it your goal to sort of create one per day, um, or is it something you sit down in batches and do? You know, maybe a week's worth at a time ahead of time.
2: <laughs> I've I've always tried to do that uh, ahead of time, but I always fail with that approach. I probably get a <laughs> like, two or three days buffer and usually it's like at night I start, you know, sifting through my list of words and picking one up and then trying to figure out how to illustrate it, like right okay. 20 minutes before like sending it out. <laughs> well,
1: so, so you're you're in constant stress is what you're telling us.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not anymore, but yeah, <laughs> in the beginning, it was like I had to set timers and yeah. you know mm. <laughs> yeah. get ready for the word of the day. Oh man! <laughs> oh, no. Otherwise, like I I'd forget. So so usually, uh, like when I was starting out, like I'd forget about like a couple of days and. <laughs> didn't have a lot of users so it didn't matter <laughs> but when when we started to get a lot of users uh, i did set up a routine to mm-hmm. have like a timer and like let's say the reminder that says um like you need to prepare the word of the day now how long would you say <laughs> it takes you to prepare
3: again. to prepare one I word
2: think, i think around uh, 10 to 20 minutes oh wow right. really From.
1: that's crazy fast you're a pro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> amazing. So yeah. Wow. All right. I I somehow assumed you would you would have like a year pl- uh, plan. <laughs> like you would always have like a year buffer. I was like, that that seems reasonable, right? A year, and then you're kind of after six months, you're thinking about the next year. But <laughs> I didn't no, I didn't realize it was the longest
2: um, buffer I've had is about a week, and that was when I was about to go on a holiday. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's yeah,
1: amazing. I mean that's fair. How much do you try to have, like, do you, do you try to use that as your advantage to be, to have, like, relevant words based on, like, events in the world? Or do you try to to kind of detach yourself from that?
2: So usually I don't do much of it. But if it's, like, a big event that's happening or something that's very major that's happening and it's definitely on my mind. So mm-hmm. sometimes it would, like, just, uh, like, subconsciously go into the word of the day but sometimes i try to make an effort to address that and have Mm -hmm. a word that's relevant to that occasion but it's not it's Mm. not too often Mm. like usually it's just like normal words but like Mm. take marquee events of the year and we have words with that Mm. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) if if we have a cricket related word soon we know where that came from
2: (laughs) Last year I did want to do that, but because most of I most of the oh. LookUp users are in US, uh, <laughs> I was like, I'd rather not. <laughs> All right, get feedback.
0: <laughs> All those angry emails.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think apart from uh, like the time you spend on Word of the day, do you do you spend most of your time on LookUp now, or do you work on other things as well?
2: Yeah, most of my time is on LookUp. Uh, I. I am working on a couple of other like, app ideas, but let's see how long that comes like, how long that takes to come to fruition but it's <laughs> mostly Lookup right now like, yeah. every time I get started with something and, and then the Lookup update comes and that overshadows all of the work <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: What kind of do, can you talk about any of your other ideas or?
2: Yeah, so one of them is in beta right now, so definitely can talk about it mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's it's like it's a basic video player that lets you play any video that you have on your iPad
3: mm-hmm. or
2: your iPhone in the mm-hmm. standard video player itself so it's a very simple app it's not like it's gotten you know, into frills or like fancy features just mm-hmm. like pick any video you'd like to play and it plays it in the standard video player without all the like without all the craft of a custom video player and mm-hmm. all the custom controls so the, mm. the benefits you get are like picture in picture mm-hmm. or being able to play just the audio of that video uh, as opposed to having to have that video on screen all the time so that's that's something that's a small project that i'm working on
3: okay
2: and yeah it's not fun
3: yeah
2: yeah others i'd uh, I could talk about them, but I'm not sure how long that would take to make, or like what form they'll take. So <laughs> I could talk are about you, them and then they never come to life. So yeah, don't. We can I have you back you, on once they are released. <laughs> yeah, I don't want yeah. you to commit to
1: something that you can.
3: <laughs> yeah. um, are you working on your own? I think did you start working on LookUp together with your brother?
2: Yes. Uh, okay. like. Back when we started, it was like me and my brother used to work on it. So I get the designs done, and my brother used to program the app. Mm-hmm. But then eventually, I started doing the programming once he moved on mm-hmm. to his master's course, and then like he he didn't have a lot of time to spend on the app. So yeah, I, I was sense. like, I would probably have to learn look, uh, programming <laughs> to keep this app running. So. <laughs>
3: So how yeah. did you how did the two of you start with lookup? How did it become a thing?
2: So I was preparing for my final year exams in school, mm-hmm. and uh, we shared an iPod together, me and my brother, and it was like an 8 GB iPod Touch. Uh, <laughs> and the biggest problem we had at that time was like the apps taking a lot of space were a big concern. So even if an app mm-hmm. took around 200 MBs of space, that would be a big issue. And mm-hmm. dictionary apps were definitely something that were like 200 MBs or 300 mm-hmm. MBs. They just mm-hmm. keep blowing up in size, uh, and that was a major cause mm-hmm. of worry for me. And, and they were all they, they were covered with all sorts of craft in them that you mm-hmm. didn't want. Like you open that app, and they'd, they'd want like location permissions and <laughs> notification <laughs> permissions, uh, all that sort of stuff. And it wasn't a great like experience of u- the dic- the experience of using a dictionary wasn't as pleasing as the experience of using that iPod touch Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. uh, like I really wanted to have something that was concise and like you could search once and you could get all the information you needed because like that was the other thing like I'd search for a dictionary definition and then I'd go and Google and search for the images for it or (laughs) go on Wikipedia and want to read like something that's more contextual mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. opposed to mm. a dictionary definition. So I wanted something like that, that came together mm. and have all the all the content in one place. So mm. like there were no apps at that time that did that and that's where I got the idea of a lookup for. How
1: long how long did the initial between you saying, Alright, let's let's build this, let's let's make this until you had like a first version ready?
2: Uh, I'll say about an, year and half or like nearly two years okay but that was that was because like a lot of things were happening during that time uh i was preparing for my exams, so like i had to <laughs> give those exams and then i realized that i hadn't got a great score in those exams either so uh, <laughs> i had to prepare one score for them <laughs> uh, <laughs> like i wanted a better score in a, go mm. to a better college yeah. as opposed to like going to going to a less um yeah. like less better college mm. than mm-hmm. the ones that i was getting that year yeah. so i took yeah. a i took a gap year and studied for my exams once more so i right. <laughs> couldn't work on the app during that time mm.
4: so but it's
1: also a great strategy when you're like i need something to help me study so let's find a really big side project i can waste all my time on
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i suppose the initial process would have been shorter if like uh i didn't have to like give those exams and uh, yeah, like, so those things weren't <laughs> happening, but mm. yeah. By the time we were releasing, we we had a good uh, backup of artwork and uh, things that we wanted to uh, write about, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Just before the release, as opposed to now, that like once it's ready, it's ready, and then I like <laughs> spend about uh, three to four hours on the artwork. Mm. Like <laughs> I remember during those days, I spent like three to four days on artworks. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> Which still seems pretty <laughs> yeah. reasonable.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, not bad. Um how did you how did you try to get a word out? Like when you just launched and and you you didn't you didn't have any users, how did you try to yeah. to, to get a word out about your app?
2: So when we first launched uh like one thing that we were lucky with was that we got a got a feature, like got an initial feature from Apple itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got like, uh, so there used to be a new apps we like section Mm -hmm. back in the day uh, where they put up like apps that had just released and someone from uh, the app store team reached out to us asking us like if we were planning to release uh, on that particular day and if we could like set it to automatic and have Mm -hmm. it. Awesome. And so... Like the first thing I checked was like if it's a legitimate email. <laughs> it's like somebody's not scamming us. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I was lucky in that front that we got featured on day one. Uh,
1: that is pretty good. Mm.
2: But like it's been it's been a constant process of like trying to reach out to blogs mm. Uh, mm. with a pitch about the app, and like sometimes it would work out, sometimes it won't, but. Yeah, that's that's how I've been trying to get the word out
4: ever mm-hmm. since.
3: And was the app paid upfront from the from the launch? Yeah, is that always? Yeah. How do you yeah. how do you like that? Have you have you considered other business models, or how do you how do you like the sort of paid upfront?
2: So the paid upfront model definitely has its advantages from a technical point of view. You don't have to uh, work on like the subscription layer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yep. You don't have to work on the IP. You just have to work on the app and. Uh, you pay once and you get it and the user seems to seems to love that idea as well where yeah, you know yeah. they pay once and mm. the yeah. app free for a long time
3: yeah uh, i think people are getting like subscription fatigue and mm. it's just like so many things requiring it so i think yeah uh, from from like a user's happiness standpoint i think it's a good choice <laughs>
2: <laughs> and at the same time like paid upfront does have its disadvantages too mm. i totally mm. get it uh like there's a big Barrier to trying the app, like mm-hmm. from if I look at it from the user's point of view, like the user is taking a leap of faith when they're saying, "Okay, I'll pay five dollars for this app, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, this better be useful for my uh, what my use case is." Or those five dollars have gone waste. Mm-hmm. So that is a disadvantage, and that shows in the numbers as well. You don't get as many downloads as you get as uh. You'd get from a free app.
4: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um,
1: yeah. How how did you land on on five dollars? Did did you always uh, charge five dollars, mm-hmm. or did you experiment no, a lot?
2: We started with two, and uh, <laughs> we've been growing <laughs> gradually. So I try to uh, have a, so. It's, I think it's six dollars now. So mm-hmm. I like I started with the two dollars price, and uh, like there'd be a week in the year when I'd try to experiment with the price, like. Mm-hmm rank it up a little high, uh, higher and see what the analytics of that week are mm-hmm. like am I get like have the downloads totally stopped or you know are they going the same? Mm-hmm. So if they're going the same or if they're more or less the same, it's like the dip in downloads is not much, mm-hmm. then I'd stick to that price. Otherwise I'd like like roll mm-hmm. it back mm-hmm. down. So I'd try to like pick a relatively uh Like less active spot in the year, and try to like fiddle around with the price at that
4: time. Mm.
1: Uh, Have you tried prices higher than six, or is six kind of
2: the Mac app is Mm ten dollars, but that's that's because like how Mac apps are in general. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like you go to the Mac app store, the paid app is ten dollars or higher. So, like there, the user is expected, but I haven't gone above six right now. Okay. I do remember a couple of years I did go to four dollars, and uh, and the the response at that time was not that great, mm-hmm. so I did roll okay. it back down to three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now,
4: yeah, pricing
1: starting. is difficult. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, it is hard. Uh, I think it does make sense to sort of revisit it, but uh, yeah, I I understand that it's like it's hard. You don't want to like completely put it up too much either, and. It would be tricky to sort of find that. I think it's a good it's yeah. it's healthy to like that you did try it out a lot at mm. the beginning. I think that makes sense to play around with it.
1: Mm. Did you do you do anything with regional prices?
2: Uh I don't think so. Uh because the regional prices are only for the first two uh price lots if I'm not wrong. Like like the the one dollar price lot and the two dollar price slot.
3: Oh, okay. Is it? I know that for subscription you can do it differently for the other for the other ones as well, but I don't know about. I pay haven't the front seen point.
2: that. I haven't seen that page in some time, so uh, mm. I could be wrong <laughs> over there.
3: <laughs> do you get many people from certain regions asking for a lower price?
2: Uh, not really. Uh, like because I I probably think like if it's. Uh, if it's from a specific reason and they, like, see the price is too high, mm. they'll probably, like, not buy the app and mm. not not give me the feedback on mm. that. But, uh, <laughs> in general, in general, you do see, like, there's a sort of like discontent from the users if they feel like the price is high and in terms mm. of the review. The guy spent so much money on it and it does mm-hmm. nothing. And, like <laughs> that's when I know that's when I know it's the user who's like complaining about the price. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting. Uh that's that's actually one benefit of having a paid app. Um that you're not getting reviews from people who've not even tried your mm-hmm. mm, app yeah. uh free. Yeah. I, I, I oh. always oh. surprise like for, for free apps that require a subscription or, or some kind of unlock that you can even rate it without ever having subscribed, mm-hmm. for example, right? Because you get or a lot within of people in the first minute
0: of having yeah. downloaded it. Because you yeah. get a lot
1: of people that download the app and say it costs money, don't like it. But it's that's yeah. obviously yeah. a completely useless review. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't be like, oh yes, you're right, I should make it free. Yeah. <laughs> you know
4: uh, Yeah, I I like yeah. the thing I
3: feel is that it could maybe be clearer for the user upfront with a subscription app that there will be an in-app purchase because the text is quite small saying that there is an in-app yeah. purchase. and mm-hmm. I think people might not see that and then they install it and they're like, "Oh no, I have to pay now." And, uh, and uh, uh, in-app purchases
2: like, in in themselves are a pretty big pool of purchases. Like mm-hmm. they range from buying extra coins in your game yeah. to getting yeah. a like subscription. Without which you aren't able to use the app, so that's like a big spectrum mm-hmm. of
3: yeah big yeah. spectrum
2: of things to expect for, mm. and yep. like that could be simplified. Mm.
4: Like subscriptions
2: yeah. in themselves are in themselves are a very uh, interesting idea, and like I, I probably like think if I were to make an app right now that's like look up, mm. I'd probably go for subscriptions as opposed to uh, paid upfront, just because like they are so popular right now in a way that you know, users are starting to expect a yeah. free version of the app to try mm. before mm. Uh, getting paid up front.
1: Yeah, what I would but, really like is yeah. uh, something that would be like a premium-only app, like a subscription-only. Like, let's say, yeah. as an example, uh, like a Spotify, Apple Music type thing, <laughs> where the app yeah. is completely useless unless you subscribe. So. Yeah, if a user downloads that app rather than the button saying free within their purchase it, the button yeah. should should say start a free trial for uh, yeah. and t- for a week yeah. and then nine
0: nine dollars mm-hmm. per month. But you, yeah. you subscribe t- right away from exactly. the store. Yeah, exactly. that'd be great. Yeah. I mean, apps yeah. do that though, where they lock content behind a login and generally require require you to have a subscription to proceed. Any yeah, phone. but yeah. I would like oh, that on, on the app
1: common. store level. That the yeah. app store yeah. Is, yeah. that there is a yeah. flag where you're saying this app only is subscription and I have to make it free because yeah. that's the only way yeah. of ha-
0: selling something. And then you wouldn't within. have to handle subscriptions. Yeah. In your code, right? They have access to the app because they're subscribed. Sure. But even if not, even if it
1: would just kick off the trial- that would be right, so nice yeah. because you wouldn't get people that download it, don't see that it is a subscription, then see that it's a subscription <laughs> after the fact, and then give you one star rating because it's a subscription. I'd mm-hmm. I'd like users to be able to like our users. I would love everyone to know by the time they download our app that they have to give us uh, x amount of dollars per month to use it. But at the moment, that's and really and that's the thing.
3: I don't I don't want to I don't want to show. Oh, I I don't want people to think it's a free app and then download it and then be disappointed because mm. there's exactly. no benefit for me in them downloading it unless they are interested in getting yeah. a subscription because then they can't use it then they are unhappy and like they they, 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 they that the just wasted time. their time. Yeah. 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 So it would be nice if it could be clearer.
2: From an API point of view as well, that makes a lot of things easier for like developers who are like constrained by the API limits. Mm-hmm. So for me it's the it's the dictionary API. Uh, like if i like if i were to look at it from a product point of view uh, the best way to make a subscription would have been to keep the dictionary for free because that's like a standard feature on the os and uh, have like things like the quizzes and uh, the extra features behind a subscription wall but that's technically not possible for me because like that would like blow up my api usage mm. limits mm-hmm. uh in a way that i will not be able to sustain that yeah. so like having that subscribe button right in the uh, app store page like that yeah. would, like yeah. enable uh, those sort of apps as well mm. to jump onto the subscription wagon
1: mm. yeah. so that's our feature request for us
4: 15 <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: um, how do you how do you work? Do you work uh, completely by yourself now, or do you do you work with anyone else?
2: So right now I'm completely working by myself, and uh, yeah, like sometimes my brother would help me out on a couple of things, but it's usually me that's the developing and designing the app.
3: Mm. How do you find that? Do you do you enjoy bo- doing both the development and the design now?
2: Uh, it's definitely a easier way to get things done in the <laughs> sense that if you're designing something on sketch or photoshop and you don't know if it's implementable uh then there are mm-hmm. a lot of uh, quirks that get added into the app because you are detached from the development process yeah. so let's say if i'm designing a screen and like i have this idea of it okay this is where the title goes and this is where my mm-hmm. content goes And I don't have an idea of how the navigation bar works Mm -hmm. or how the uh, table views work. I come up with this really elaborate design that the developer Mm -hmm. has to make it. And Mm. they find it, like, challenging. Then the Mm. app, that that would show in the performance of the app. And that Mm. would show Mm. uh, in, like, how the app is going Mm. to turn out eventually. So it's definitely a good thing to know about, like, a bit of development Mm -hmm. and... uh, i i do kind of like the tinkering aspect of development as well so it's not something that i like dislike <laughs>
1: do you when you when you build new features do you kind of sketch them all out first do you use like a design tool to to put everything together or or how, what is your approach to that at the moment
2: yeah uh i usually try to like get a mock-up on sketch at least mm-hmm. before I start like programming stuff because like that's much easier in the way that like okay that lets me think uh, this is what I want to get built mm-hmm. and I could use these apis for that and so sketch is definitely a part of my uh, tool setup in the sense that you know I won't uh, dive directly into Xcode unless like I'm tinkering with something specific in the design, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to get the sidebar right. So that sort of stuff, like a design tool is not that good for, like you really have to do it in code to mm-hmm. see what works in, in the, in say the toolbar on macOS or the sidebar. Uh, but like for designs that are like, the word of the day screen or the mm-hmm. results screen. You really want to lay out stuff, like see what works and have like multiple options. But so for, for that, like a design tool is really good. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's really good. If you if you have the full tool set, you can really pick and choose like this. I just jump <laughs> yeah. right in and see what it looks like and then tweak from there. And this, I, I spend some time and actually lay it all out and, and kind of play around with what, what feels visually pleasing and then only implement yeah. it when, when you're, when you already know that you'll be happy with it. it. I think that's a super powerful thing when you, when you realize that you can do all of those things and then you, you get to yeah. those results really, really quickly.
2: Yeah. And then you can also like try to make some extravagant design or like, have <laughs> like, like, you know, that's not implementable, but you just try to have like this vision of, like, this is, this is like the concept, like <laughs> like how you have concept cars. Yeah, this yeah, what's like the Concept design, yeah. and then like move, scale it back down to something that's much more uh, implementable <laughs> and feels more at home with iOS. Hmm. Well,
1: it can be. Damn you yesterday we did for for designing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: um, I saw that you also been designing a lot of different iOS 14 app icons for the for the home screen.
2: Yeah like they started as big Sur icons so oh, really? okay I was,
4: Interesting.
2: <laughs> I was like drawing big Sur icons earlier this summer and like when uh like twitter was like going all on like about is14 icons and i was like yeah i could use some of my big Sur icons <laughs> on my iOS uh, is14 that's homepage awesome. as well yeah so yeah. like that's how it started but then like of course like once i saw how the uh like people, how people were customizing the screens. I mm-hmm. uh, had different ideas as well. Probably do a minimalist set, and probably do like a texture set as well.
3: Yeah, no, I, I I really liked them. I was impressed. I think don't you have like almost two hundred of them? You have there, there's a lot, right? Yeah, <laughs>
2: it's <laughs> it's like so like the two hundred number is is a bit like you have. So I started with 24 icons and on mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. particular theme, and then have like a different theme. So it's like 48 and that.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. In yeah, that no.
2: sense, so I didn't make icons for 200 apps. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been crazy.
3: So how many themes? How many themes did you have? Was it nine?
2: Yeah, nine.
3: How did you? How do you decide like when to when to stop and how much how much <laughs> to do? Because that nine is still quite a lot.
2: Yeah, it's like uh, so. I was like working on it. Just for fun. After the uh, iOS 14 release, I wanted to something. I have something to relax with, mm-hmm. and this was a like a good playground for like trying different styles of icons. So I didn't really think of it like okay, this is like when I should stop. But uh, <laughs> like there was this one fine day where I was like, this is getting too long for a side project. <laughs> I should I should wrap it up and uh, like. It's, send it out to the users and mm. share it with the world. Because like <laughs> I was working on it for two weeks at that time and uh, it did feel like, okay, this is getting a little too long for my liking. <laughs>
3: <laughs> two weeks mm. is still quite, quite a short time, I think, considering how many, how many there mm. were. Especially possible. some of the like, yeah.
1: the ones that you did, they are textured. There's a lot of detail in those icons. Like I, the, the, the Safari one, I really like like the the set of 3 you have uh yeah, yeah. i think i think the safari ones are my personal
3: favorite how do you how Thank do you, you make what what type of design tool do you use for the texture ones
2: uh i use sketch uh it's surprisingly really uh like even with the number of constraints that you have with the user interface design tool you can do a lot of like uh, effects that are usually on photoshop mm-hmm. like yeah. f- instead of bevel and emboss you can use Internal shadows and use multiple okay. of them to get work. Like I try to like do whatever lets me achieve things faster. Mm. <laughs> like sometimes I like use Keynote to get a particular element and then import it to Sketch as well. So <laughs>
3: I heard so, that from many people that they use Keynote. Yeah. I I never really saw it as a design tool.
2: Keynote Keynote has some really interesting border styles and things okay. that would be very difficult to replicate on other tools.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: So I take a image from keynote and just like import it to sketch. Okay. And, really? Yeah.
3: Huh. <laughs> I should I should try I should check that out a bit more. I haven't not, I just not really seen it be used that way.
1: I've I've heard that Apple's using uh yeah. or I don't know if they're still doing it, but Apple used internally keynote a lot as a kind of prototyping tool. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I always found that interesting to to use it as a prototyping
2: tool. They, they used to they used to do sessions uh, up until uh, 2016, if I remember correctly, where they'd have sessions dedicated to keynote prototyping. Mm-hmm. Like they'd have like the presenter on stage using keynote to show stuff.
3: <laughs> oh, was this? <laughs> WWDC sessions? Yeah. Oh, I haven't. Yeah, come and there's this. also one of
0: those shorter talks that I think they release either just after WWC or a few months later, like that showed you how to quickly do keynote prototyping oh. um, it's quite interesting mm-hmm.
3: yeah i should check that out
1: hmm. but it also it kind of is you know the tool you have is is you know uh, if most people have access to keynote if they use a mac so it's it's also just a really nice thing that everyone can get started with and if if you're missing something in keynote for your prototyping there are a lot of tools that you can go to but it's 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 yeah. always nice yeah. when you have a Computer and you can do everything you want with it already. And then there are pro tools for for a specific requirements.
2: Yeah, it's probably best to start with like something really, really simple, as opposed to you know going to a like going all in on prototyping and starting with a very dedicated software. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that can be a bit daunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes
3: it's like it, it can take you like half a day to actually learn the tool beforehand. That, that's yeah. <laughs> or longer. Yeah.
2: Like some of them are really complicated. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah, like there'll be times where you'd be like, okay, I finally got this running, but this is like the step one. And uh, <laughs> like, I finally get like what I want is like mm-hmm. the step two and like mastering it can be a multi- multiple mm. step yeah, process. Yeah, yeah.
3: Like I feel the same. I'm using Affinity Designer quite a lot for icon designs, but, I, and I feel like yeah. I can get around and like I'm able to create what I want to create, but I never really took like i never spent time enough to actually learn the proper ways of like using the tools and i think i could probably actually be a lot more efficient if i do spend a day or a couple of days to actually learn the tools solidly because now i feel yeah. like sometimes i do things that are a bit hacky and mm. uh, <laughs> you can you can yeah. probably be f- you're definitely faster in the long term if you spend mm. some time learning it
1: for me my personal yeah. threshold is uh uh, animations like when it comes to animations building them first in a prototyping tool and then again in code i feel like uh, that's that's <laughs> yeah. usually when I'm like all right now i can envision where this moves and then i go to code i i don't think i've ever actually successfully uh implemented an animation a prototyping tool i'm too impatient for that
2: yeah and and like with the different tools like they have all their like specific ways of implementing an animation in a way that the, mm-hmm. the designer feels like this is the right <laughs> animation, mm-hmm. whereas whereas when you're coding it, it's a completely different uh, way to do stuff. Mm. Mm.
1: But especially with SwiftUI, it sometimes feels easier to get a transition, like if you used all the match transition yeah. stuff, it almost feels easier to implement the, the animation in SwiftUI than in some of the prototyping tools <laughs> I've used
2: yeah <laughs> and at that point you feel like why bother you yeah. using the, the yeah. prototyping yeah. tool it's like it's just for like most of the time it's just for myself mm. and yeah it's like I sense. want to tweak like a small like detail of, of an interaction that's when I like fire up a prototyping tool but mm.
3: yeah um we mentioned WWDC a bit um you you have been in previous years as a scholar, right
2: yeah uh, I got scholarship in uh, 2016 WWDC
3: yeah did you did you use, uh, did you submit did you have lookup back then already was that your project
2: yeah I did submit lookup and I had to submit another app as well so okay. at that time I think the, the criteria was to make an app for yourself mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. describing yourself okay. and uh, if you have any side projects or if you've worked on anything that you can like share and you can add it as a link so I do feel like like having Lookup did, uh, like elevate my chances as a, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, as a scholar because like I'm not sure how good my uh, app itself was. It was like, yeah, but I, ago, I, I think I that's that hard good. as
3: as well. Like make an app that describes you. It's not a typical app you know mm, yeah. like it's more like a resume in an app form and i feel like that's mm, yeah a bit yeah. of a strange format so it's probably good if you can like show your other sort of creative side in a different way from that or from the app did yeah. you yeah, what I about can... you Sack? did you submit that year as well
0: Yeah, I did. Um, And I didn't do the resume app thing. So, I think you could do either or. (laughs) Okay. And um, I only did something. Because the thing is, you get a really short period of time to work on this thing. And this was back before I knew anyone in the community who'd been. And so, I thought it was going to be like a big deal, like a a lot of work to build a resume app in two weeks. And I was like, I don't really want to commit that for a probably very (laughs) slim chance of going. And then they changed the rules in 2016 so that you didn't have to. I mean, it probably helped to have both. But you didn't have to do the resume up to, and I was like, "Great! I've got something I can submit. Um, I've already done the work. I just need to write the essay." Um, that actually worked out quite well. Yeah, for yeah. me it was the other
2: way around. I was preparing for it since March because, like, it's March mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they yeah. usually announce it, mm-hmm. and uh, I had like started working on it based on the previous years. Uh, rules I think a lot of people somebody, do that now yeah. because it seems to be predictable
0: the last few years um, yeah. so every time they change it it's always interesting <laughs> yeah.
1: Apple should change this more
0: often so people can expect it so people <laughs> can cheat and pre-
1: prepare before <laughs> they announce <laughs> it. I know
0: <laughs> I think it's been yeah.
1: identical the last three years Yeah. So. yeah Got a, another yeah. thing apparently the show is now a lobbying show we, we lobby for break <laughs> and changes
3: why did, Why? why yeah. do you need to just to keep people on their time? toes
1: you're, you can you know. you're not
3: involved in this at all <laughs> no but <laughs> you don't.
1: Yeah. We gotta fight complacency we gotta yeah. get enough change that people stay on their toes
2: and they're yeah. being forced to think yeah. outside the box and then the next year they changed the Swift they change the Swift <laughs> Playgrounds oh, and that yeah, was
3: a different
1: play yeah,
2: mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah the Swift yeah. Playgrounds one uh, I don't know
3: difficult to I feel I'm I'm not using Swift playgrounds myself a lot and I think it would be hard to come up with something for this for this it, stuff. It's
2: really it's really, really uh, like it can get challenging if you're doing it on the iPad. Mm. Like I remember, Yeah, yeah. Uh, You'd be more limited. yeah, I remember trying to like have the storyboards transfer like building something on Xcode, mm-hmm. then building the same thing on Swift Playgrounds and Xcode. And then, like transporting that entire app Mm -hmm. in the Swift playgrounds for iPad, and that process in itself was a bit uh, like complicated, as Mm -hmm. opposed to just simply building an app.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it probably helps Apple a lot to to review a bunch of playgrounds instead of you know instead of reviewing a whole bunch of uh, Xcode projects. It's it's probably a lot easier, especially as WWDC and Apple and the entire. uh, developer conference is growing more and more. It's probably very yeah. beneficial for Apple to to be able to review a whole bunch of playgrounds instead of Xcode projects or 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 like full apps hmm. um, yeah, but it is difficult suppose it's
2: though. easier to look at the code as well. Like yeah. If you want to judge the code, mm. you probably want to yeah, use a very the clear starting mm.
4: Yeah.
3: So how did um, you enjoy being at WWDC versus, I guess, this year when it was not in person?
2: Uh, I've attended like the conference itself like uh, in person without the scholarship last year as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. it definitely is much better to have it in person mm-hmm. as opposed to online in a lot of areas whereas online is definitely more inclusive Mm -hmm. and it gets a lot more people into the conference. But once you're like in person, you can interact with a lot of people because Mm -hmm. much of Mm -hmm. the conference itself is a networking event Mm -hmm. and you look at it. uh, Mm -hmm. Like you're spending more time talking to developers, like trying to interact with them and get to know uh, Mm -hmm. what kind of tools they're using uh, and like what like what is the work process like? Hmm. As opposed to, you know, attending the sessions or uh, or the big event itself. Like the, mm-hmm. the whole week is uh, structured in a way where you're going to different talks, um, where you're going to different events uh, that are not specifically dubbed up as well. Mm-hmm. So. There is that advantage that's not in a physical conference. Like mm-hmm. I yeah. did miss not being able to attend layers this year, mm-hmm. or not being able to talk all to all the designers in that mm-hmm. community, because yeah, like yeah. that's a one of a one yeah, of a yeah. kind of chance. Because like how long, how often do you travel and yeah. find designers in one place where yeah, you can talk yeah. to?
3: And that's the thing. It's just so, great that you can, like you say, it's just like all of San Jose now sort of becomes like this conference city pretty much during that week and it's like an opportunity to not just talk to developers talk to anyone in the community and i think Mm. yeah i that's that's partly why like every time when i'm if i wouldn't get a ticket and there would be an in-person wwdc i would still want to go to san Mm. jose because it's such a it's such a great chance to just catch up with people and i always struggle like sort of deciding what I think it's a, such an exhausting week because you wanna to go to all the sessions and you also wanna to talk to people and you wanna like be yeah. able to like catch up with people. But it's therefore it's such an exciting week. There are just so many things going on and it's it's awesome.
1: But it's also how yeah. often you have the chance. You know, on on one side you have DC and and all the developers. On then you have like it's it's literally across mm. the street. You have layers and and a lot of other people that also yeah. work within the same realm, but with a different focus. And everyone kind of comes together, and everyone comes together for like the coffee shops and and restaurants afterwards. And you yeah. you meet so many people and. Also, like Apple, Apple engineers, right? It's, you, you, yeah. you walk. I think the Labs format was, all things considering, uh, pretty good this year, mm-hmm. but it, it's still yes. different. It's so frequently, like the last few years, that we come up with a question during a lunch, like w- lunch with friends, and we're talking about some of the new APIs, and we come up with a question, yeah. and then go to mm-hmm. Labs and just wait in line to, to ask a question and get into very... Or you
2: could just... Or you could just like hang around in one of the labs. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I've done that. I've yeah. done that several times, where, where I'd not know what to ask for, like yeah. specific yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I'll just go and hang around and like chat with the engineers and get a better idea yeah. of uh, what their process is like.
3: And it's always fun to just jump in, like bump into one of the engineers, because I found that they're all yeah. quite relaxed and happy during that week. Maybe I mean they're probably very busy, but they seem to be quite happy so- about talking. Finally being able to share what they've been, what they've been doing for the last year. And I think that part is fun in itself to sort of be able to like chat directly with the people yeah. who made something. And mm. like you say, you might like come up with a question on the spot and you can ask it. And it's a lot more, it's a very different format. But I do, I do like how easy it was. Like if you have a specific question, it was easy to like figure yeah. out like which session to go to and you could book a session online. And that worked really well. But I do miss that yeah. sort of casual spontaneity.
2: It, it did work, it did work really uh, well in that sense very, as well because like you you had the sessions for the next day's labs mm-hmm. uh, the day prior so you could mm-hmm. watch the mm-hmm. specific sessions and mm-hmm. say that I want to uh, uh, ask this question by the time you're done with the sessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, By the time you're done watching the sessions you can say that, okay, these are the questions that I have mm-hmm. and I'll go to this specific lab and ask them around. Uh, mm. But then again, like different time zones, and uh, yeah, yeah, I had labs yeah. that were, like, 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, the time and zone And they were quite is... a stretch as well, so... Mm. I did, like, like it didn't feel like missing out on much, but I'd much rather prefer, like, having a yeah. in-person event. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, I... if you're still forced to have an... If you're still forced to have an online event next year, I wouldn't be complaining, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like yeah, offline event is always preferred. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's also
1: I I met so many like f- friends there, right? It yeah. was, Like the first time I ran into a lot of people, and we're still in touch. And and you know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's such a good opportunity to also. Meet new people that that you know that mm-hmm. doing similar things to you that that where you can help each other in in career and life and that I think that is something that's hard to do uh, offline and mm-hmm. I mean for us. I mean, Marlon's been for the last four or five four, years. Four years. Yeah. I've been in San Jose yeah. for the last four, three years. Three years. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm terrible <laughs> with timelines, but it's like I, I feel like that's that's also a different situation because I feel like we kind of know know a decent amount of people, but like for new people yeah. who kind of join now, it's uh, you know I feel like that's that that's yeah. one of the reasons why I think it's so valuable because when we were new to this this industry and this community. Being yeah. there in person did so much to to get to know people, and that is just yeah. hard to replicate in any kind of online format. And I understand, like the inclusivity, it's hard, right? If mm-hmm. if you if you can't afford to go there, and it's a bit exclusive to say you need an expensive ticket or flight <laughs> mm-hmm. or live in the Bay yeah. Area to mm-hmm. attend. But yeah. it's 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 just it's an
2: it's an expensive ticket to the the conference, and then it's an expensive ticket for the flight, and then it's, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be. Uh, an expensive ticket for the hotel as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel, I feel yeah. <laughs> the
3: hotel is like the, the same amount of, pro- the same amount as the, as the co- conference ticket. I think yeah. like it ends up being quite yeah. a lot that week.
1: But that's why the scholarships yeah. are so incredible, right? Because mm. if you are a student right. and you do happen to get selected, um, it's which from my experience, a lot of students that submit and actually care about going. There's a pretty high yeah. chance that you will be selected. I don't know what the the ratio of acceptance to to rejection is, but so far, most people that I know, kind of just in in our local communities that we were kind of involved, most people that that did actually care, put a lot of work in, and submitted, they actually did get get selected. So it's it's such a good opportunity to get into that community, and if through those kind of scholarship programs. And I really, really, and- really hope we're getting back to that whenever we can yeah. again
2: <laughs> and scholarships are like especially valuable because you get a lot of uh you got a lot of time to interact with other people as well mm. there's a specific mm. uh scholarship launch where you mm. sometimes bump into apple engineers apple mm. xx as well mm. like i remember like there was this one time where Tech federi came to the scholarship launch <laughs> and <laughs> that's a that's a different experience in itself as well mm. so like that's not mm. something that you can do on a regular conference yeah yeah, like, yeah. you could probably yeah. bump into it but like scholars do get a lot of mm. uh, yeah. like they get a lot of benefits uh, mm-hmm. as, definitely if you're a student and you care about going to the conference mm. it's Something that you should definitely, eye for yeah, yeah,
1: and those things are just impossible to replicate online, right? You can't just, right, you know, if you if you would tell everyone, if you're a student and you come to this uh, WebEx link, uh, Craig Federighi will be there. That you have like thousands of people. It's just,
4: <laughs> yeah, oh, <pfft. laughs>
1: but like randomly or everyone
0: gets 5 seconds with him Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> one <laughs> on one one <laughs> word each
1: <laughs> just enough for for a screenshot <laughs> it's a screenshot line <laughs> yeah. So yeah. A that would line. Be,
2: that would still be much more time that you get in person setup because like <laughs> <laughs> the moment he arrives there are a lot of people trying to talk yeah. to yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um,
3: how is the is there a meetup community uh, or like a developer scene in da- um, in Delhi what are you? Yes, there's a yep. Swift
2: Delhi. Uh, there's a Swift Delhi group that's like part of the Swift India group. Okay. Uh, that's that's still running and it's like up until last year it was definitely active. Hmm. Uh, like most, re- more recently, like after the pandemic hit, like I've not been able to stay in touch hmm. that often. But uh, but that's that's a definitely big community and it's growing uh, because of. Uh, a lot of startups embracing ios over here so you have a lot of uh ios engineers coming up as well love that's to exciting learn more yeah, and,
1: yeah. Uh, what's the format is it like a monthly type of thing or
2: yeah it's a it's a monthly type of uh, a meetup where you know one of the organizers would try to get it organized in their office space so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah like it's it's a good like way setup where you can like have a session, like where you can have a couple of sessions yeah. that you know somebody gives a member of the group gives, and then you have a networking event after that. So, yeah, like most of the developers though they're like working for for a startup or something. Okay, okay. I've not met a lot of indie developers over here. <laughs> <laughs> like I, the developers I know are like in Bangalore and uh, yeah. other places hmm.
4: Yeah. Hmm. yeah
1: yeah India India development is interesting yeah. it is it is definitely hard right it's it's hard to to plan to become in India I think
4: yeah yeah like yeah.
1: Now there's so much competition and so many people on the app store, and it's it's hard to be like, all right, my career choice is indie developer.
3: Yeah, and I think especially when there are many, uh, we're we're lucky to be in an industry where there are many jobs available as well. So it it can be yeah. hard to like decide yeah. to leave that if if you have been it as a full time job for a while as well.
1: Yeah. Do you, Do you want yeah. six figures or struggle to make uh, <laughs> make enough food for uh, enough money for food? You pick.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but therefore, you get to do whatever you want. I know. It's super exciting. Don't discourage people. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I mean,
1: I, I'm the one that I'm definitely in the second group.
3: <laughs> um, right.
2: Yeah. It's definitely something that you like if you've been working for a long time and you feel like you know you're doing well in that particular niche then you can probably say that, okay, I'm going to go indie as opposed to getting a job because like mm. Mm. a lot yep. of like, even without like having a computer science degree, mm. yeah, uh, yeah. there were like in my college jobs that were open to everyone. Mm. Mm. So yeah, this is a field like where like recruiters are trying to recruit mm. Mm. from all fields. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: We should we should probably wrap it up. Uh, I think Malin promised you an hour, and now we're almost two hours in. So we that's, exposed Malin as a liar, but should also still <laughs> let you go at some point.
2: That's, that's absolutely fine.
3: Yeah, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Yeah, it was great talking to you guys.
3: We, we will put all the links to you on Twitter and to look up in the show notes, and everyone should go and check out the app and uh, learn new words. It's awesome. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, and thank and you. try to
1: quiz. I I, I think... Uh, for me, those kind of things just really work. Like, as soon as you make it a competition, <laughs> I, I'm in. <laughs> and yeah. and I, I really like Lookup as an app, but I don't know why. The quiz is just like, now I feel, even the words of the day and those kind of things, I feel somehow. My my mind is now more tuned to remember them because and now there because will be because now a quiz. you know
3: it might even be a quiz. Not, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, even if I'm not necessarily doing the quiz, but knowing that there is a potential for me to do a quiz, in which I obviously want to do well, it, it's it's such yeah. a neat trick to, to trick your brain into, you know, often learning is tricking your brain into thinking things are important, right? That is that is yeah. such an essential tool to to learning things, mm-hmm. and I think that that you added quiz to the app really really did that well for me so i am I'm, I'm I think that was a super clever idea to add that and it works really well awesome thank you, thanks a lot
3: yeah thank you again
1: um zach you you got food delivered in the middle is that yes. food you need <laughs> to consume right now or was no that-
0: it's uh Pokeball. it came like it's meant to be delivered now okay (laughs) but it came 20 minutes early (laughs) that's that's a bit better than like four hours late (laughs) that is true that's true i had um food not show up recently it wasn't good got a cancelled bingy um I don't think the place exists. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you, you see, that's, a, that's an interesting way of uh, exploiting the current situation. It's like,
0: like what are you going to yeah, do? Go there and come the <laughs> but, like, we don't. It was like 8 o'clock. Or I don't really want to wait for food. So, we went down to the shops where it's meant to be and went somewhere else and just did a mm-hmm. takeaway. And we couldn't find the place that we'd really? ordered. So wow,
3: interesting. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I, I know I'm super late to the game, but how good is our poke Bowl?
3: I know. <laughs> like,
0: oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah.
3: I haven't really liked raw fish for a long time, so I'm quite mm-hmm. new to like sushi. I have had sushi before, but like poke felt like an extra step. But it's so good. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, mine's it's really good there was one near uni and they did um they did like lunch specials and it was ten dollars which is still expensive but for a poke bowl, it's that's really cheap. Good. Yeah. So that was good. Like I used to go there almost once a week probably. Yeah, is, yeah. Um, we good.
3: we found that local What's place. Was it a spice
0: alley? Good. No, actually it was the other side, um, Darling Quarter. Okay. So at the bottom of Darling Harbour.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: we um, because Alley can- Alley's good too. Molly kept telling me uh, about pokeballs. I was like that sounds weird—a salad yeah. with f- mm. raw fish in. I don't. I don't think I'd like that. And then we found yeah. a um, a poke. What what do you call them? Poke shop, poke restaurant. Mm. Anyway, yeah, rest- a, a place that sells pokeballs. Um, yeah it sounds like I'm talking about Pokemon um, <laughs> uh, and we're like all right they had some kind of if you if you order get some kind of you discount you get like
3: one for free yeah it was like
1: all right that seems like a good chance to try it out and we ordered and I think we have found it at least once a week if not twice a week since every uh, every week since it's it's really really good
0: oh this one looks very healthy and green it's in like a sauce go figure <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's different to normal <laughs> The one we got to also have a sauce. It's really good. Uh, yeah. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. so yeah. normally the mines don't have sauce.
1: Yeah. So if if you happen to be in Vancouver uh, or in I think Edmonton, it's Edmonton, also in different yeah, places. Think, yeah. But hula poke something, uh, really really good. Uh, cannot recommend it enough. Super random and super niche. Pro tip here.
3: <laughs> I, I I think this this <laughs> might be our after show, uh, but it, yeah yeah in case we're still recording. recording yeah.
1: Yeah, we yeah. do you have any super random, very niche uh food recommendations for Delhi?
2: <laughs> uh like I have a lot of food recommendations for Delhi, but I'm not sure if they're niche. <laughs> <laughs> uh.